Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Elaborate Topics. I am your host, Lona Small. So Elaborate Topics is a weekly podcast where myself and my co-host, Taiwana Wilson and Stephanie Whitehead, come to you to bring you topics and tools to help you to excel both inside and outside of the lab. And I'm really excited about our topic today, but a little bit about myself. I'm a lab coach and trainer. I'm a quality assurance specialist, and I'm a process improvement consultant. And today I'm going to talk about a topic that sometimes we talk about offline, but we really don't want to talk a lot about it, and that is when we ask ourselves, and I'm going to ask you, do you ever find yourself asking, why did I do this job in the first place? And offline, I've heard that discussion, and I've had to ask myself that question. And it was even stronger about eight years or nine years in the um, profession. I've been in the field now over 30 years. But when I find myself asking that question, I started searching outside, outside of me, started searching outside of the lab and started looking for solutions maybe in terms of new career, new job opportunities, something else to study. I looked at so many different things, and I've told my story before but I ended up doing a healthcare MBA as one of the beginning things that caused me to think differently about the question that I asked myself. Because during that time, during um, my healthcare MBA, I was challenged in confronting some of the same people that I thought that did not value our profession. So my perception was, other healthcare professionals don't value our profession, but after a lot of interaction, a lot of work together, a lot of collaboration, I realized that many times it's because other people don't know enough about what we do. And it's unfortunate because some of the same people who we work with, we would assume that they would know enough about or medical lab professions, but many times they don't. Based on some of the questions that they would ask, that sometimes we will take those as maybe insulting, but they genuinely don't know what we do. And this came up today as as I thought about doing a, a podcast because recently I'm launching a community of medical lab professionals who want to reach their highest potential? Who wants to unlock 
who they are, their unique self, and reach their highest potential. And while I was preparing for this um, community that I'm getting ready to start in February, a lot of the concept that I teach, I realize has a lot of positive benefits that would help us in validating or in showing our value to the public. And so we are in the situation where we find that nurses get a lot of um, recognition, doctors get a lot of recognition, you know, there's nursing week and the banner goes out and, you know, all the big celebration and then there's lab week and you may or may not hear anything about it. And we kind of get frustrated and wonder why. But I'm going to talk about some things that we can do. And the solutions, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, can, a lot of it can come from within. And many times we're looking for solutions outside. A lot of times we are trying so hard to negotiate higher salaries and with very good intentions, but it's taken us years and years and years, and we are not seeing much of any positive results. You know, we try to debate the importance of medical lab professionals in terms of the amount of data that we give towards um, diagnosis, which is definitely true, but there are a lot to do with how or values perceived. And while I was launching the Lab OPEX community, I did a LinkedIn Live, and I talked about the story that I'm going to share. And the story has to do with a printer. There was this huge printing press that what broke down just before a big holiday where all the sales should have been that holiday. It was the time where all the ads were in newspaper. So they needed to get those newspaper out for the holiday sale or else they would have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And all the big, adver- um, big companies were advertising in that paper and they did everything, but the printing press was down, and they didn't know what to do. And they were beside themselves, and they were like, we'll pay anything to get this printing press up because we're going to lose a lot of money. And somebody remembered that there was a retired printer that that person was really good with the printing press and the um, equipment, and they got him in. And he looked around, he opened up different panels, he was looking around, and then he took a coin out of his pocket, put it in a screw, turned it a little quarter inch, and said, go check, turn the the printers on, and everything was working. They were really excited, and they said, send us the bill. So he went home, and he sent them a bill for $10,000. They looked at the bill, they were like, he must be out of his mind. All he did was just turn the screw a little quarter, quarter inch, and he's going to charge us $10,000. That's ridiculous. So he needs to send us an itemized bill. 
So they requested an itemized bill, and he sent the bill back. And it basically said, turning that screw for quarter inch was a dollar, but knowing what screw to turn was $9,999. And I thought about the lab in, this, in that scenario. And I thought about the lab in different ways. For one, we are taken for granted when we're working. And when we're down, they would do anything to get us back and running. But once we're back and running, there is a devaluation of what our worth. And in this case, the retired printer service was devalued. And they didn't believe that it was worth $10,000. But what did he do? When he did that itemized bill, he educated his customers. He educated the consumer. And if we have anybody who have any concept of marketing or um, um, economy, um, you know that the market determines your value. And a lot of it has to do with the perceived value. So if you're perceived as not valuable in the market, that's what they're going to be willing to pay. And so when I thought about that story, I'm thinking, if he educated his customer, what is it that we can do so that people can understand our actual value so we're not based on the perceived value of the market because it's obvious that so many people don't know what we do. Even the people we work with don't know what we do. And when I went to grad school and the doctors that I had at my cohorts, the nurses, when they realized what I contributed, they were so excited to work on almost any projects that we were working on. They wanted it to be a lab project, and it changed their perception. And that led me to be almost a missionary when it comes to collaboration, and collaboration in terms of showing, demonstrating your value, and through demonstration of value, you will have the influence that you need. And that influence is worth a lot. And a lot of people may think that I'm comfortable being in the lab, a humble servant, doing what I'm doing, but at the same time, I want to get more money. But in order to demonstrate that impact in a visible way and have a different perceived value and have the influence that you need to have, I'm going to talk about the concept that I teach in my program because from that concept, I realized there's a lot of benefit in terms of increasing the perceived value of medical lab professionals. So I teach the lab, lab OPEX 4C method, and basically it is first understanding your core. And understanding your core means that a lot of the challenges that are outside can start from within. Sometimes we're looking for solutions from somebody else 
instead of finding the solution within us as medical lab professionals. So when you think about the core, which is the first C, you're looking at just unlocking your unique competence. And when you have a unique competence, you can really stand out. And even as medical lab professionals, although we all look towards the same outcome, we bring something different to the table. And so, like, for me, with time, I realized some of my unique competence, one main one is collaboration. But then there are certain things that may come natural to you, certain things that could be learned. For me, I was glad that I learned other things to complement my competence and, you know, things like process improvement, Lean Six Sigma, project management. I use those along with collaboration to work on high-level projects in our institution to bring visibility to the lab and therefore increase perceived value. So that's just me. And there are different people who, once you find ways to understand or identify your unique competence, have some role clarity in terms of clarifying the role that you're going to play, understanding your why. Why am I doing this in the first place? And have a very clear vision. That's some of the ways in which you actually unlock your core. You understand your core, you lock, unlock your core, and you're going out contributing in a unique way to stand out. So that's one thing that I teach in the um, LaboPix 4C model. Then you have to make that commitment to whatever direction you're choosing. So you make that commitment, you know, it's not easy to, make, to go to, to actually move forward. So yes, you may have an idea, you unlock your, um, your core, but if you're not contributing at the level in which you need to contribute, so that you can help to change the perceived value of the market, then you, we all have a lot that we are contributing right now, but a lot of it is hidden. And we want to move away from everything being hidden, and we want to move out into the market so that we can change the perception in terms of educating the market. So make that commitment, and sometimes it's going to mean that you're going to have to get over some fear so you need some courage. You need, um, you know, a lot of time confidence, you know. So there are certain things that you have to either learn or overcome in order to get there before you start contributing and making the impact that you need. And then the fourth C, so there's the core, the commitment, contribution and impact, and then the fourth C is continuous improvement. So that's where you start looking and making adjustments in terms of the impact that you're making. Sometimes you have to make adjustments. Sometimes on the, the, you're making adjustments even at your core in terms of your vision or some of the values that you have. You could make adjustments at some point. But today I'm going to focus a lot on the contribution part because that's where we become we, our impact is more, contribution and impact. And so when I think of contribution and impact, 
I think of things like advocacy. So you can get involved in advocacy, advocacy at different levels. It could be advocacy on your job where you are going out there during lab week or, you know, you're part of a diversity committee or part of something where you're representing the lab at that level. And for most of our association, they're part of advocacy at the level of the governmental level. And it's important to advocate in a way where the payers know our value. And so when we're advocating at that level, it's not about just saying, oh, we are important because 70% of the data goes to diagnosis, because if people don't understand what we're talking about, we're losing them. So we have to speak in a language that makes sense to them so that they can really see how we're contributing. So there's a lot that's going on on the advocacy level, so it's important to join some of your associations, ASCLS, um, ACP, CLMA, you know, AACC, different people are part of this advocacy group that goes on the Hill at least once a year. So the important thing is the goal. How are we going to change the perceived value of medical lab professionals? Another thing is through education. So education could be even um, at the advocacy level. It could be on your job. It could be just educating, being part of a team again with providers, with nursing, and educating them in terms of how we contribute. Not that, oh, you get this result, but people who have different specialty, and that's why understanding your core is important, because it, you can identify how you want to contribute. So if I know what my unique competency, if I am really great, in public health, population health, or if I'm really great in hematology and I know how A1Cs and other things affect population health and how the lab can affect things on a bigger level, I could be part, I could be one of those um, experts on a team. So once I am contributing at that level and they see what, what I bring to the table, now I'm bringing value. Now my, the perceived value is in, in improving. Education could be just um, participating in a team from your lab that's going to help at a nursing skills day. And during that time, you could explain certain concepts and we've been part of Nursing Skills Day where it's like light bulb moment, light bulb moment. At every point, there's light bulb moment. Wow, I didn't know. And then sometimes instead of getting upset and like, you didn't know, how come you didn't know that? We want to start from within. We're using our different expertise. Some of us are in education, not in the hospital, but we're educating other medical lab professionals so this is an opportunity to prepare them so that they can also be educators or advocates for profession. So I talk about advocacy, I talk about educating. Collaboration is a big thing for me. So I look for opportunities to collaborate. So when I'm at the table, 
that's an opportunity for me to actually bring the value that the lab has, make it more visible. So I get involved in high-level projects that the hospitals see as important, and I show where the lab has a lot to do with those outcomes. So whether it's stroke or central line-associated bloodstream infection or anything that's really important at that level, I get involved and I use my unique competence as a, um, in Lean Six Sigma, in process improvement, in business um, project management, and I contribute at that level. So I become a go-to person that this is now the lab that we need to consult on certain things. And when you do that, it's, not, it's important not to stop there, but it's important to demonstrate the value that you bring. And you can do that through impact studies. And, you know, for some people that may be above your head, but there's always someone either in your finance department or a mentor or somebody that you know that may be involved or understand things like ROI and impact study consult with those persons and say, okay, I was involved with some training <clears throat> with the nursing, and this is where we were with some of the challenges, but this is where we are now. I want to show the impact that we brought through education to improve on our patient outcomes. So now we are not having delays when it comes to patients coming in with a stroke. They're getting the results back on time, their treatment back on time. Patients that are on a transplant unit, they're not having delays because of these are the improvements that we set in a collaborative setting. We didn't just do it on our own in the lab and nobody knows about it. It's improved and that's it. Nobody knows about it. We did it in a visible way, so that's improving the perception, the perceived value of the lab. So when you do an um, impact study or ROI, then you're going to report on it at a high level. So make sure you're um, reporting on it either through a journal, medical journal, or you're reporting on it at a hospital level. You're reporting on it through a conference. But it's important to report on things to bring visibility. So that's generally the that's the 4C in a nutshell. So that's the Lab OPEX 4C method. And I thought that when I thought about bringing visibility to the profession, I thought even though the Lab 4C method is really for individual medical lab professionals who can unlock their potential knowing and identifying their unique competence and be able to contribute at a high level. So for someone who could unlock their potential as really good in education or unlock their potential as good in point of care or their potential as really good in research development or if you're really good in hematology at a certain level, not just you can move it to the next level where you're contributing at a higher level. It's great to contribute at the level that you are, but for people who want to move to the next level where you can stand out both in your career 
and stand out in, as a medical lab professional in healthcare, that was the purpose of the 4C method. But then when I thought about how that could help us with our perceived value, I thought that I would share this in the podcast today. And I think about different people like Dr. Rodney Rhodes. I see how he utilized his unique competency and still bring awareness to the profession. Um, his um, competency in epidemiology and population health, he's bringing a lot of visibility. I think of members of the Clinical Lab 2.0, where they are looking at value-based healthcare. But those are at a higher level. You can start where you are, get involved in other people who are doing it, and then move. In. So the more we do, the more of us that's doing it, the more we'll improve the visibility and improve the perceived value. And I know that COVID helped us a lot. And with COVID, people are hearing a little bit more about the lab, maybe not enough. I know people still think that the swab that they use during COVID, that's actually the testing. But at least it's a start. And so for me, it's just a, a challenge to you to start thinking about the perceived value of the lab because no matter how we speak among ourselves or how much we are convinced, which we know what our value is, but if the market or if our customers don't know our value, then they're not going to pay us. It, value basically is determined by the market and what they're willing to pay. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I just using that example from the the retired printer, I thought would be a great analogy in terms of we know what screw to turn because we tell the doctors how much treatment they need to give the patient when we do our sensitivity testing in microbiology. We tell them the stage of the cancer. We tell the doctors what to do based on the fact that we know what screw to turn. So. I'm leaving you on that note. Think about how you can use your unique competence to improve or increase the perceived value of medical lab professionals. And thank you so much. And I want you to, you can listen to this and other episodes on directimpactbroadcasting.com or any of our podcast platform, any of your favorite podcast platform, email us and tell us about topics you'd want to hear us talk about. And also, if you want to be a guest on the show, you can email us at elaboratetopics at directimpactbroadcasting.com. And until we talk again, have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics. 
where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.